Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Checked Out, which is the official podcast of the University Libraries and Teaching and Learning Technologies. My name is Kimberly Anderson. I'm the Director of Special Collections, and part of my job is administratively overseeing and supporting the John Bilbao Basque Library. The library is located on the third floor of the Matthewson IGT Knowledge Center. Northern Nevada has had a long and rich history of Basque culture. Much of that history is reflected in the Basque Library in the form of books, journals, ephemera, rare books, photographs, and other archival materials and media. It's a fabulous collection. We're proud to preserve these records to celebrate Basque culture and to serve as a window for English speakers into the Basque world. Today, Sasha and Sean are speaking with Inyaki Arietabaro, our Basque librarian and the head of the Basque Library. Inyaki brings a sense of passion and pride to his job every day, in addition to his depth of insightful knowledge on the Basque diaspora, and Basque culture, both in Nevada and in the Basque country. Ever since UNR transitioned to work from home in March, the Basque Library has been creatively continuing to provide support and education for our campus community and beyond. So this is what they've been up to. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Checked Out. Please enjoy the show. Thank you. Thanks for that great introduction. Um, I am Sasha, as always. And as sometimes, I am Sean. Welcome to Checked Out, the the University of Nevada Reno Libraries podcast. Uh, this was a fun episode for past selves to record. Yeah, they they had a hoot yeah. this episode. The the conversation was just a delight to have. Yes, it all started a couple of months ago. Now uh, we got news that the the Basque statue that was at the Nugget here in uh, in Sparks. Uh, got moved outside of the the Carol Frank Buck Sculpture Garden, which is by the outdoors entrance to the At One at the Knowledge Center. And that made some of us go, hey, you know who everybody really likes? Inyaki. And then that made Sasha and I go, you know who we really want to talk to just because he's cool to talk to? Inyaki. And you know what people need to know more about because it's hidden in the Knowledge Center the Basque Library. <laughs> it is. It is. I feel Yeah. I feel like it's hidden in plain sight. It's right there and so many people just miss it, which is a shame cuz just having the Basque Library in the Knowledge Center is a a really cool resource. Talking to Inyaki about the Basque Library and the Basque community a little more broadly was just a joy. Yes. I I really I really enjoyed it. And I hope you guys enjoy it too. It's something that's really interesting because I don't know a lot about of these topics. And so I always <laughs> like learning something new. Same. I got perfectly said. I can't, I can't sell it any better. All right. So uh, past selves, take it away. <laughs> All right. So uh, with us today is the, the lovely... The super cool uh, Inyaki Arieta Baro. Did I did I say that half a- approaching okay? And you said it perfectly, Sean. All right. Yes. Yay, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said uh, it because I would have heard it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and and Inyaki is the the Basque librarian. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you for being with us. Uh, Taking the time out of your day. I see that you are back in the office, you brave soul. <laughs> um, I am back at my office, yeah. It's, it's, it's good to be here. Uh, 
it's still a strange feeling, you know, everything is very familiar and, and at the same time there is something, something odd there, yeah. you know, it's, it, you are out of you place. To, you have to think yeah. more about moving around in the building now, I feel like. You can't just be like, I'm yeah. going to pop over here really quick. It's like, yeah. no, I have to. Yeah. You feel like you're sneaking gone. everywhere? Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. still at home and and will be for the foreseeable future. So when I finally come back in, I feel like most everybody else will have found a normal, mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, "What's up, guys?" Like it was a really long <laughs> vacation or something, but everyone else is going to be weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> so in Yaki, as I'm sure you're aware, there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> Good then. Boy, do we have some bad news for you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so I guess to start with, how, how has the pandemic impacted the Basque community, both in the Basque country and then also here in the U.S.? Well, uh, as you can imagine, the impact has been, has been huge, as has been with, with other groups and with the society in general. The Basque country was one of the first places hit uh, by the first wave in in Europe uh, during the first two weeks of March. Uh, so uh, it has been uh, harsh. Uh, they were after Italy, uh, the Basque country and with it Spain and France were some of the first countries in Europe going on, going on lockdown because the the amount of cases. So for uh, almost two months, and the Basques were unable to leave home other than to go to work, go to grocery shopping or going to, to the doctor or to a hospital. Mm-hmm. So it has been difficult. It has been difficult, you know. Uh, even uh, personally, my family there, they all were healthy and they are all healthy. But uh, it has been. Uh, it, it was scary, really, you know, seeing what was going on and seeing how the hospitals were being filled by 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 people and, and how much many people were dying there so it was it was harsh and uh, nowadays and the situation in the Basque country it's it's it looks at least that is under under control there that's good um obviously the uh, the, the impact is is it's huge i mean you stop the the economic activity but not only that, just the uh, festivities, uh, no parties, no, you know, cultural life, uh, no running of the bull this year in, <laughs> in Iruña, Pamplona. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's big, it's big. Uh, nothing very different from other places, but there maybe the, the number of, of deaths has been a, a little bit higher than in other places in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then here in the in the U.S., the the bus community here uh, has impacted in the, some different ways. First of all, uh, 
all the activities of the of the bus clubs of the Euskalecheak in the in the west were were stopped. Um, there was a hold on dance group uh, rehearsals on everything. No, you know, no get-togethers, no lunches, no moose championships, <laughs> nothing. Even um, this year, it was the the year of the of the Hayaldi which is the large Basque festival in Boise, which happens once every five years. Oh, man. Uh, so... That is terrible timing. Yeah. It is. It is. You can imagine the, the, it's, it's, it's a huge festival. The, there is people going from all around the country and coming from Europe, from the Basque country. And it takes a lot of work to organize it. And... Uh, but even though they they were one of the first deciding that were canceling it because and they were aware that they couldn't move ahead in the, the in that situation so um they canceled it and hopefully will happen next next year something okay. like the olympic games let's say you know yeah, yeah. Uh, fingers crossed um uh, next summer will be will be different uh, because uh, this year, as I say, almost all community activity related to, to Basque uh, groups around the, the country has been stopped. Mm-hmm. And then you have the economic impact. Uh, you can see it in, in restaurants, in Basque restaurants around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one closing completely was the Noriega in, in Bakersfield. And just this week we have learned that that the Santa Fe here in in Reno, it's closing. So yeah. 70, yeah. 70 years of of history in the city are are gone because they were they were unable to to continue moving ahead without this with this situation. So yeah, I mean it's a share. You know, it's a shared experience. This is pandemic is if is. Uh, obviously, it's a global, it's a global event. Probably the, nothing we have seen before, but for each community, um, it's a little bit different. Uh, so for the past community, this connection with the old country, and at the same time, this uh, being scattered around and not being able to get together has been probably the the most visible, the mm-hmm. most visible impact. So I know one big event that we usually have in Reno is we have a Basque festival here mm-hmm. and that it has been canceled, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. But yes. I know that as a library, you guys have access to archives from previous festivals, right? So can you tell us a little bit about that collection you guys have and how people can access it? Sure. So the, the Basque festival in Reno was happening next uh, weekend. And um, as you say, Shasha has it has been uh, cancelled. We have a wonderful collection of of photographs related to everything Basque in in the West. And everything Basque means that yeah, we have a, a number of pictures of the of the festivals, starting from the 1959 festival here in in Sparks Reno. That was one one of the of the first ones and um 
you will see that we have thousands of photographs that are related to Basque activities and uh, um, what happens during these get-togethers that are the main events during, during the year for the Basque community in each of the cities. So this, the Basque festivals usually happen uh, during, the, during the summer, uh, starting uh, end of May uh, until October more or less. And almost every weekend you have one one of these festivals in a city in in the west. That sounds really cool. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is it is very cool. I, I mean, um, yeah, it's 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 special. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's an opportunity to to see people that you usually don't don't see and to to continue your, your traditions and to see you know your kids dancing and having a good time with other people from your community so it's it's it is it is really cool so yeah. um we are a little bit sad this year that we don't have that but yeah. well <laughs> we will manage um a part of our of our uh, photograph collections is already digitized we have around 5000 uh, photographs online in our Islandora repository. Uh, so just accessing our main uh, page, which is library at uh, library.unr.edu/basque, mm -hmm. we have access from there to our photograph collections, to our archival collections. Anything that is digital is, is available uh, from that starting point. And um, we do have the search features that will, will provide access to that collection. Mm. And otherwise, we are always happy to, to have anyone contact us and help them finding what they need. You know, sometimes some of our users are in very, you know, uh, they have some difficulties sometimes when they say, oh, this is online, and it's like, um, let me help you a little bit. Yeah. And, and we are always happy, as I say, to, to, to sure. search for our users and to provide examples of festivals or dancing or uh, and anything that happens related to, to the bus community. That's great. Uh, on our list of things we have here is one I want to really mention I've seen is the your one item a day campaign or your one photograph a day campaign. I'm not entirely sure if it's an item or a photograph all the time, but tell us about that and just how, I guess, I guess I want to know what made you select certain images or objects to highlight. Okay. So, um, we are calling this, this project one item a day for now. It's has been, a selection of photographs, but we are planning to expand that and to okay. showcase other okay. other items from our collection. Uh, we start this when we closed the library in March 13. One of of our concerns was how to keep the connection with the community. Mm -hmm. You know, we we serve obviously our first community of users is here the Center for Basque Studies, and then the broader campus community. But then we have a number of community users, uh, both from Reno and Northern Nevada, but from other uh, parts of the country also. So one of our concerts, once we closed the library, was, okay, how, how do we continue this conversation with our users, you know? 
so we try to be a little bit proactive with that and say, okay, we are going to showcase you uh, what we can provide you, what uh, what is part of our collections. And, and so in spite of waiting for you to come here, uh, we will showcase you one item a day uh, of, of the collection. So we start this with the idea of this is going to be a two weeks something. And you know, we went home thinking <laughs> that it was going to be until the end of of March. And yeah. then it was until April 28th. And then uh, <laughs> here we are. Um, but we start it a little bit slowly, you know, let's choose five pictures. The first week I choose some of them. And then um, our student workers will also start taking part in this project. And um, Jack, Cassie, our library technician, has been also key on organizing how to move this, this ahead. One person that I want to mention there has been Elizabeth Lepe, one of our student workers. She, she worked with great interest on, on this project, that she has been the person picking most of, of these pictures and giving these uh, wonderful comments about them. You know, I, I asked her, okay, I want a fresh view of this collection. I know maybe too much about what's going on. So maybe someone <laughs> that is maybe not so familiar with what's happening there can provide another view right. on, 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 the, on the, you know, the cutting of the logs or the chorizos mm -hmm. that they are having for lunch or something like that. And it has been, it has been wonderful. We have seen a huge spike in the number of, of users and interactions in Facebook. Uh, we know from from uh, Nathan, from our digital archivist, that uh, the the use the number of, of uh, accesses to to our collection in Islandora has has been increasing steadily since we started with this. So this, I will call it a success in that regard because it has maintained that conversation uh, with users. We have learned about new new users that we didn't know about. Uh, we have been able to answer some questions regarding those pictures. Um, we have been able to learn about those, those same pictures because, you know, sometimes the, the, the metadata that we have about some of these uh, photographs is not so rich. Uh, we know that this is a bus festival, but we don't know where it's happening. And then you have a user here who say, oh, you know, this is a lie or this is Elko 1978, and it's like, oh, great. <laughs> I want all that information, you know. Yeah, that's fantastic. So it, it is, and it has been, yeah, it has been uh, very enriching for, for us uh, to be able to, to continue something that you will say, okay, it's not so so big. You know, it's, it's, it starts as a quite humble project in the sense, okay, we are going to choose one picture and show it to, to our public in Facebook. And then it's slowly, slowly growing a little bit. And as I say, what, what we are planning now is to expand it and to continue doing it and to, to start providing a larger variety of items from the collection and say, okay, we have this archival collection of these letters from uh, uh, Lenda Cariaguirre or whatever, uh, mm. and uh, continue doing that in a more uh, formalized way. As we right. have to know. That's and I think that'll be a, just a great way to 
just that keep that consistent contact not only with the community but with the materials that you have and like you said possibly to even learn more about your own collections i think that's really cool yeah absolutely it gives you that opportunity also from what I, I hear, you had a conference planned in April that kind of got <laughs> a little <Really? laughs> cut short. So uh, uh, could you, do you mind talking about what that was going to be about? It's Basque Improvised Poetry, correct? And I do not want to butcher the name. So what, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> and so the art, this uh, improvised poetry is called Bercholaritza, uh, which literally means poetry. Okay. You know, so for Basques, in Basque, poetry is virtualitza, is improvised poetry. Okay. Um, so that's correct. We were having a wonderful conference here in April 9 and 10 in collaboration with the Center for Basque Studies here and with the, with the Chepari Institute in the Basque Country. And we were bringing poets, Bercholariak, from the Basque Country, and some of them also from here, from the U.S., and we were having an academic program and then a cultural program with poetry seasons that were happening here at the Wells Fargo Auditorium. And then the pandemic happened, and on March 11th, uh, President Trump decided to, to ban the flights from Europe, and uh, that was it. Uh, we knew, I, I mean, the last two weeks, I would say, uh, we were, we continue organizing and working with Jill Stockton from marketing on the marketing effort to, to make it happen. We continue, you know, buying plane tickets for people coming from the Basque Country. Uh, we continue doing it, we have in mind that it was very possible that it would then happen. Mm -hmm. And we needed to cancel it. Uh, we were focusing the conference on Berche uh, Skolak or uh, schools of poetry. We have almost one in every town in the Basque Country, so you have kids attending those schools uh, since they are very, very little and they learn how mm -hmm. to how to improvise. And this has been a a change in this art and because until very recently it was thought that okay this is something that is innate you know you have it you have the art inside you but you can't learn it so um, these virtual schools that start in the first 80s were a big change in the evolution of the of the art so what right now we continue to have the hope that we will be able to organize this Right. Someday, maybe next spring or the following one, or we'll see. In the meantime, we are in contact with all the of the speakers that were going to attend the conference, and we are working, especially the Center for Bad Studies is working on publication with with the papers that were going to be presented at that conference, uh, and so how to maintain that conversation going on. on on a reflection on what has been the impact of these of these schools in in Bercholaritza, in the Basque improvised poetry. Mm -hmm. So we don't feel that we it was a waste of time or nothing like that. It was disappointing for sure. We were expecting to have a good time, but I think that in the end the fruits of that effort are going to be there 
uh, at least in the form of a publication. It sounds interesting. It's almost kind of, is it like rap battle-esque almost? <laughs> or is it like, it's like freestyle rap sort of without song? Like, how could you best describe it to people who've never like heard it before? Yeah, you can think about it uh, in in that way. Actually, one of the things we wanted to do during this conference was to have some local poets also interacting with the Basque poets. Okay. Uh, so uh, you, you could have like that that battle, let's say, in a mm -hmm. quite different framework with English speaking poets okay. or and Basque speaking poets. So yeah, it's that's one of the of the aspects of this is uh, the the largest event related to virtualitza to Basque improvised poetry is a is a championship. Uh, actually, there is uh, a championship every four years. There is a national championship with uh, a final that gathers around fifteen thousand people just to hear and wow. watch poetry. How so? Is this over yeah. one day or multiple days? Well, the the championship is says itself, it's sorry itself goes. Uh, it starts as regional championships. Okay. So in in each bus region, you are going to have regional championships, and then the winners of those championships go ahead. Something like the NBA or something like that. You know, you go from the local or regional to the national one, and right. then you have. The playoffs, the finals, and and just the 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 final is it's a one day event uh, with eight eight poets, eight virtualariac in uh, one place, doing different exercises. Some of them very similar to uh, battles, to and others uh, more individualized or 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 more personal ones. And yeah, it's 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 wonderful. It's wonderful to be there. It's it's the main attractive of improvisation is that you know that you are seeing and hearing something unique, completely new, and at the same time so closely connected to the to the tradition and to the culture of your mm -hmm. of your country. You know that's that's very very powerful. That is. That's really cool. It it almost sounds like a like a World Cup for improvised poetry. That's that's super cool. The Basque uh, community it's it's quite large here in Nevada. The the impact of Basque culture has is visible in in the cultural landscape here in Nevada. So, if they want to learn about uh, uh, culture that is uh, quite specific, both in, in regards of tradition and especially of the language, I would like to invite them to, to visit us here physically, even uh, at the Basque Library or, or uh, online at our webpage so they can, they can access the resources that we have available for them. And we are always happy, as I say. We, we, we have users from all around the world, and we are always happy to to provide support for research or or uh, uh, papers or whatever, uh, both online or by phone or or any other means. That's great. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for for joining us, Inyaki, taking the time out of your day. 
Yeah, thanks to you for for having me. It has been a it has been a pleasure. Awesome. All right, great. So that was awesome. It was. I always like getting to talk to Inyaki. Yeah, he's always a delight to talk to. He's a delightful dude. Uh, super interesting every time uh, you get to hear about uh, anything really to do with the Basques. Yeah. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, it's it's a shame that we had to cut the episode at like twice our normal recording time. <laughs> I mean... I could have easily gone for four. Yeah, we could have easily just sat and talked to Inyaki <laughs> for hours. Like, when everything returns to normal, I say we all just go out and have, like, a nice big Basque dinner and just talk to Inyaki about things. Pro- With some pecan provided, <laughs> provided the Basque restaurants uh, survive. He oh. did mention the Santa Fe uh, closing um, Louis. Louis is still open. We need you. Or, we need or you. Or my personal favorite, and I will argue it is the best, the JT yeah. down in Gardnerville. But you know what can I say? Okay. You've you've mentioned that place to me before. Not not living in Gardnerville, I've never had the opportunity uh, to go eat there. But I vote that when this is all over and restrictions are lifted and the world is no longer um, like an episode of The Walking Dead, we should go to Gardnerville and I should finally try it. I think you should. It's been it's been a long time and I still haven't and that's on me. I want to write that wrong. Because too. I mean, how can you not love a steak sandwich that is a full-size steak on two tiny little <laughs> pieces of bread? <laughs> yeah. So the takeaway from the episode, go to the Basque library, find out, learn about Basque people and and culture. Uh, it's super fun. It's super interesting. It's enjoyable. And also, fun fact, you can take classes to learn Basque here at UNR, and I think we're one of the few institutions stateside that allows you to do you that, can. so you can really yeah. spread your horizons. And I know they're always looking for students to join those classes, too. Yeah, I hear I hear learning Basque is, is quite the, uh, the challenge, um, but honestly, it's such a cool people and such a unique thing for us i don't see i don't see any problem it's it's a very special opportunity i think yeah as proud northern nevadans you also have to have a little pride for the bass culture and community too because it's so intertwined here i i feel like it's cool just being adjacent to Mm -hmm. it i'm not i'm not basque at all but growing up around it it was always really cool to see and it was cool to talk to inyaki you know what else is cool sean NPR NPR voices for credits. Yeah. 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 Let's do this. It's it's <laughs> I would I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite things about the podcast, but it's it's up there. Yeah, it is up there for me. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, credits. <laughs> All right, your host today, as always, were Sasha Saleda and Sean Busey. Our guest today was Inyaki Arieta Barro, Basque Librarian. Uh, thanks as always to the library's podcast team. Uh, Maggie Russell, Michelle Rebelletti, Luca Starmer, Jill Stockton, and Joe Gergi. And then a special thank you to Kim Anderson, Head of Special Collections and the Basque Library, for doing our introduction today. Uh, as always, the episode music was Better Days by Lewin Wilkstrom, courtesy of Universal Production Music. Thank you, as always, for listening. Until next time, this is Checked Out, Checking Out. I do recognize the pain 
Play. 